Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy a good conversation about love, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over, and probably also listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Friend, fellow single lady, and total boss babe, Carla Martinez joins me on the show today. She's a corporate strategist, so we dissected making the first move, qualities of a desirable modern man, things that make us swipe left or right, but we also talked about why it's so difficult to talk about sex and sexuality and dating and relationships with our parents. We also talked about how we best maintain friendships with the opposite sex. And if you subscribe to my Patreon page, you'll be able to catch some exclusive content from this interview there. Enjoy the show. So a friend of mine dropped by today to help me out and record a show. I'm so excited to have Carla Martinez here. Hi, how you doing? Good, thanks for joining me. Thanks, thanks. Thanks for having me. How you been? Good. Life's good, huh? Yes, it's been real good lately. So So Carla's a fellow single lady, living the life in the city. Yeah. We hung out last week, actually, and had some uh, fun conversations about what's going on in our dating lives, and I was like, you just need to be on my show, Mm -hmm. for real. It was fun. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for having (laughs) me. Um, So yeah, just... When you're in your 30s and you're single, there's a lot going on today with modern dating. Yes, for sure. And yeah, we'll certainly tell some stories today, but I do want to <laughs> just, you know, ask, your que- ask you some questions, pick your brain a little bit, maybe um, help some of the, the single ladies, but help some of the single guys out there too. So oh, yeah. we can talk a little bit about like, again, some of our experiences, some, some do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that today. Definitely, so. definitely. I'm into it. Let's do it. So what are you currently doing right now for dating? Are you doing the in real life or online or mix the two? Um, Funny. So in this current moment, um, I am not actively dating. Okay. I'm not actively dating. Um, But most recently I have... um, I mostly do organic. I try to meet people organically, mm-hmm. uh, but I do, I have also done online dating, uh, like apps, phone mm-hmm. apps, always, always phone apps, Bumble. Bumble mm-hmm. is my app of choice. Yeah, <laughs> um, so my app of choice lately too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I do, I guess, kind of a funny, you asked me what I was and I gave you multiple answers. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not actively dating as in I'm not actively searching for dates mm-hmm. <laughs> okay there we go I'm not actively like online or out there putting myself out there in one way or another however if it does um show up at my front door um via <laughs> uber eats or <laughs> whatever is knocking on my or so door. made an introduction yeah. for you yes right? exactly yeah. um somebody's friend or you know a meeting at a at an event, something mm-hmm. of that nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm open to that. Yeah. That's, uh-huh. I, I, try, I do a combination right now where it's in real life and, uh-huh. and try, I like meeting people in person 
or getting an introduction much more than I like online dating right now. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I've been thinking about online dating a lot lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, because we, like, talked yeah. about it last uh-huh. week. Um, and my thing is, is online dating, like, that's the norm now, right? So yeah. should we just stop hating it and normalize it like this is just now like this is how we meet it's like when we all got facebook right when we, we first all, got yeah. when we got myspace remember how awful myspace was and even like the <laughs> content you were putting on myspace was just absolute trash yes and then we got facebook and we had to like learn the learn social media etiquette mm-hmm. yes right so and that's a whole thing now right even companies train you on social media etiquette yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. is it now that because online dating is fairly new. Like, mm-hmm. within the last, what, seven years? I, okay, so I think the eHarmony's been around for, like, 20 years. Oh, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the first ones to uh-huh. really start it. Um, and then I think Match was probably the second biggest one that came around the aughts, uh-huh. I want to say. Yeah. But um, I don't really think that it became mainstream probably until... What, late 2000s early 2010s mm-hmm. what I feel like my mm-hmm. first experience with online dating was in 2012 mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever got a, a dating app I think I did okay Cupid first oh yeah I, I can't believe that's still around because that tra- oh, app is trash and plenty of fish <laughs> oh I did plenty of fish mm-hmm. yep uh and then I did match back 2012. then <clears throat> okay yeah so that's what I was thinking um but yeah everyone still has that sense of I hate online dating. Online dating sucks. Or I still see sometimes on profiles um, willing to lie about how we met. Yeah. Why? Why exactly? Like we met on a dating app. My I know my friends, like very, very close friends of mine um, have married people they met on Match. Mm-hmm. I know other people who have like Tinder weddings. They literally mm-hmm. met on Tinder. You know, and I haven't, I haven't myself used Tinder in... Probably like four years. I think that's about how long it's been for me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, three or four years. Yeah, yeah. Tinder's not. Yeah, yeah. Why is there? <laughs> it's like the apps have like a quality of, of the of dating material. You'll definitely see the same people. I feel like on multiple apps, mm-hmm. but I do feel like there is a difference in the quality of overall the people who are on the different platforms. Like mm-hmm. I feel like there's a hierarchy, which I just talked about on a previous show with a friend of mine but tinder to me is kind of like the bottom of the barrel there's okay so there's some others that are down there, like coffee meets bagel kind of sucks i don't know if you've even heard of that one but yeah i used it yeah like a i, know, I didn't get three it years ago yeah when was like three or four years ago yeah. <laughs> oh just but the in real life dating mm-hmm. I, I think makes actually a study came out a couple of years ago that i read that some sociologists did where they found that people who date exclusively online will go on a really good date and they'll get home and be like oh man that person was cool but there's got to be somebody better and then they get right back on the platform and they start swiping again uh-huh. versus people who meet in person sort of recognize you don't often get a really good connection with someone and they seem to value it more and put more effort and time and energy into it mm-hmm. and they're not like immediately off trying to look for something else interesting so I had gotten off dating apps and a friend of mine, he gave me some shit about it. He's like, I think you're making a mistake. You're really limiting yourself. I'm like, I just feel like it's the best thing for my mental health right now. Yeah. Because that's the thing about these dating apps is sometimes they get really hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. 
my thing was I felt like it was getting too challenging to tell myself over and over again, like, it's not me, it's them. It's not mm-hmm. me, it's them. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then after a while, you're like, the common denominator is me. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it is me. I, you know, I had a – I understand that completely. I think that's completely relatable, like, for sure, right? And it, it's – but I also think that's dating in general, mm-hmm. right? It's just like it happens – it's the number, right? Yeah. It's a numbers game. So online yeah. dating is good because you you go through the numbers much more quickly, so you have higher chances, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how math, that's how the, the math of it works. Um but then it's the, it's that like repetitive feeling over and over again, right? Where if you're meeting somebody organically and meeting them in person, you're not meeting somebody very often, but the chances of them working out aren't necessarily higher. No, know? but it just almost feels like better for some reason. I think because, so I, this is why I do it. I think that. If I just do me and I'm out doing the things that I want to do, the person that I meet is going to be out doing those things that I also like to do. And that already lets me know that that's somebody that I'm interested, that I want to know more about, right? Yes. Um, Just that, just being in the, the, at the same event, at the same grocery store, at the gym. Where else have I met people? Airports. I've met people in airports. Airports. Mm -hmm. Traveling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) I've told some stories about things like that on here too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So out doing whatever it is that I'm doing, like I'm into it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I wholeheartedly agree with that. That yes, when you were out just being yourself and doing the things that you love, that Mm -hmm. yeah, and how much better is it to meet somebody that's like, oh, I'm at an art exhibit and I'm meeting someone who's interested in this artist that I like or this musician that I like. And at least there's some common ground there to start off on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So when you're in person uh-huh. and you see somebody that you're interested in, what, what do you kind of like to have them make the move or do you like to approach people? Um, well, so... I do not like to make the first move, but it's not like I haven't. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely have before. And I almost feel like it. I do it maybe more subtly. I try to do it maybe more subtly. Like, maybe it's like a, a welcoming smile mm-hmm. or just being, like, very open. Eye contact. Yeah, like, hey, you know that I'm looking directly at you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe even not wave. I'll <laughs> say hi. I like to mouth hi a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that, that like, just, that's my way of, like, opening the door, but, um, but, like, going and approaching somebody. I've done it before, but I definitely prefer, I just much prefer to be approached. I, I, because I really, really, really love a confident man. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, like, really enjoy the confidence, um, of somebody who can come up and just say, like, I like your outfit. Yeah. You look fly tonight. How's your yeah. night? Yeah. You know? Um, anything. <laughs> anything. Because it does, it does take confidence to walk yeah. up to a complete stranger, especially mm-hmm. a beautiful one, and say hello, start a conversation. So, nice. yeah, you can already gauge, like, okay, this guy's got some gumption if he comes uh-huh. up and says hi. And then, so, 
and for the guys out there, mm-hmm. um, what are you kind of looking for in a, a modern man? I mean, that's, you know, we can talk about modern dating all day long as far as the, like, the, the getting the dates is one thing. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people talk about. But I don't think a lot of us are talking about the qualities that we're wanting uh-huh. in a partner these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. You're right. Um, what I appreciate about men, mm-hmm. things I, traits I like in men. Um, confidence, mm-hmm. definitely confidence. Uh, and I, I like to, I like a guy that knows what he wants and like can carry a conversation. I don't like small talk. <laughs> I'm not like real big on small talk. It's just like not my thing. Um, you know, if we're going to talk about the weather, we're going to talk about global warming. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, you know, water cooler talk is like, I yeah, nobody's got time for that. Yeah. These days. <laughs> How's your relationship with your mother? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a question I ask on dates. Like, yeah, good. I That's wanna... a great question. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. And oh, a God. lot of people will answer it without skipping a beat which I really appreciate mm-hmm. um okay things I like um a sense of humor mm-hmm. a sense of humor and intelligence like if my type is smart funny guys that's what I like if you can make me laugh immediately um I'm into it uh other than that it's like fairly open um be thoughtful mm-hmm. be thoughtful that doesn't mean like open the door for me, but that's just like, be considerate, you know, just be a considerate person. Um, wow. (laughs) I know it's hard when you start like, yeah. Um, and be yourself. So that's something that can be a challenge to gauge. Mm -hmm. So tell me more about what are some of the things that you kind of like, how do you really decipher whether someone's being authentic? Because that's, that's something I look for too, is authenticity, but it can be hard to really tell until like you've had a few dates. Like what are some of the things you try to like look for, for authenticity? Oh, that's a good question. Let me think. Um, I think intent intention Mm -hmm. right um are they asking me questions when we're conversing are they asking me questions Mm -hmm. about myself Mm -hmm. uh because that's that's a big thing like I know I know you know because you can carry a conversation really well you can ask people about themselves and people love to talk about themselves so they'll just talk right Mm -hmm. um and I'm sure you have had like tons of dates where the guy's super into you. He's like, I had a great time. You're like, no, thanks. <laughs> right? Yeah, because they didn't ask a thing about me. <laughs> exactly. And you carry the conversation. Yes. That happens all the time. So for me, that's one thing I look for is have they asked me questions about myself? The flip side of that, too, is mm-hmm. do they also answer questions about themselves? Because I've mm-hmm. had some people who are just so into, like, asking me questions and doing that, but mm-hmm. they'll ignore the, like, I give the answer and I'm like, what about you? Mm. They'll just go on to question, to question, to question. So it's like at the end of the night, I feel like not so much like I've been interrogated or interviewed, but just like you've tried to get me to spill my guts and I don't even know anything about you. Yeah, I have experienced that. Yeah. So yeah, then at that point, I have nothing to go off of to, uh-huh. to want a second date other than the intrigue of going like, well, I know nothing about you. So I guess I've got to do another date to find out like what you're about and... That's just not like, I don't know. That was kind of what the first date was for. Let's yeah. just see what you were all about. So yeah, I've had, I've had both of those. Either they don't ask any questions mm-hmm. at all or they ask so many questions that I can't 
like I'm just again feel like I, maybe it is like that interview process yeah. you know feels and that's like. well it could be deflection right they're mm-hmm. like totally deflecting wanting to you don't know anything about them so that's another thing yeah <laughs> avoid yeah. deflection and also somebody who's self-absorbed yeah it also makes me worry if they're trying to kind of um I guess almost like take notes and see what I want and what I like so that uh-huh. they can then be those things or try to show me that they are those things rather uh-huh. than just be them and then see if we're a match, you know? Really? You yeah. think they're like assessing how they need to adjust their behavior? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, that's so interesting. I've never... The only reason I draw that parallel is because my second husband was a complete narcissist and that's uh-huh. exactly what I realized in retrospect that he did is like our first few dates was just him... And, and he'd send me these like messages to just ask me a ton of questions and I'd answer them and I ask things back or whatever, but I didn't get a lot back. I wouldn't get the stories back. I'd get the like, well, we'll get to that later, but I've got another question for you. And then mm-hmm. he'd go into something. And then, yeah, the first six months were spent just him showing me all the things that he was that fulfilled my needs uh-huh. and wants and desires and all that. And then once we eloped, I thought I found my person like everything changed I was like oh you're not really any of those things okay uh-huh. got it got it so yeah it's just I maybe put a little fear in me for guys that start off that way I'm like whoop seen this before yeah <laughs> yeah no definitely that's a that's a really good call out right because I would have never have picked up on that mm-hmm. like maybe, maybe the guys I are just have. being inquisitive I, I could be just a complete jerk I don't know but yeah, it put Intuition. me on the, like, the defensive of, like, why are you interviewing me? Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I kind of get defensive with questions, too. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because usually it's from strangers. Like, like I was at the, uh, at the optometrist with my mom, and this lady asked me <laughs> where we were from, and I said Gar- Garden City, Kansas, and she asked us how long we had lived there, and I was just like, what does it matter? <laughs> like yeah. and internally, I thought to myself, I was like, "What does it matter?" I was like, "I don't know, like thirty years." Yeah, you know? and I could have been a little defensive because I was there, like translating for my mom, and so mm-hmm. maybe that's the way I was like, I picked up on maybe that's what I thought she was trying to say, mm-hmm. but she, she, she noticed my hesitation because she's like, "Oh, I'm from Garden City. That's why I ask." I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, now we're now we cool. <laughs> oh, that's different. She's like, oh, I'm from Garden City. How long have you lived there? Uh-huh. I grew up there. Like, did we maybe go to school together? Or do we know, like, some, like that's different. That's uh-huh. a different conversation than, like, how long have you lived there? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Human beings sometimes don't think about how they're posing questions uh-huh. <laughs> before they get into it. But it's definitely important to think about how you're posing questions when you're in a dating scenario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what's one of the most like awkward things someone's ever asked you on a date? Uh, I can answer. Wow. Um, I have a couple, but definitely the most awkward was, oh, this was a really great date idea too. Um, we went kayaking out at Shawnee Mission Lake and it, I was, man, I love to do that cause I'm like super active mm-hmm. and like to do a bunch of stuff outdoors. Um, but while we were kayaking, I said something about, like, be – this is my own fault for saying I was, like, anal retentive. And he asked me if I liked anal. Like, just immediately after that, I was, like – uh, well, I was speaking about something else. So I was, like, did you just ask me if I liked anal? And he's, like, yeah. 
And I was, I just didn't respond. <laughs> because I said the word anal, you started thinking about anal sex. Got it. Okay. And I just like didn't respond. He didn't even segue into it like, well, speaking of anal, what are your thoughts? Because that would have been kind of funny. But no, he's just like, so do you do it? Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you, you don't get to know. Now my whole audience wants to know if you do anal. So, I know you, you know. guys don't get to know. <laughs> I talk about mine all the time. So, you know, everybody knows what I'm up to. I warned my parents. My dad's like, how do I listen to podcasts? And I get his iPhone out and I show him. I was like, all right, you're subscribed now. Be warned. I tell stories. He goes, what do you mean? I was like, I tell stories. He's like, about? I was like, my sex life. I tell stories about you guys. Not necessarily about your sex life. Sometimes about your sex life. He's like, you what? I was like, it's more just, you know. These are things that people need to know and need to be talking about, Dad. Oh, I agree completely. <laughs> for sure. For, for sure. You Maybe I should it. get my parents on here one day and talk about stuff. You should. Really, you should. I think that's be. I think there are not enough people that talk about sex with their parents. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like divulging every detail of their sex life. But I think that as adults, especially, we should be able to ask our parents questions. Mm-hmm. Um Again, not asking anything inappropriate about details, but I think that it's important to know about their life experiences mm-hmm. and about their sexuality. Yeah. Um, from more of like an educational standpoint. Give me. A, so when I got married the first time, I wasn't ready to have kids, and I had been on the pill a long time. But like my parents got pregnant with me while they were still just engaged, mm-hmm. caused a huge ruckus in my family, and. Like, my grandpa almost didn't walk my mom down the aisle. He was so mad at her for mm-hmm. being pregnant before they were actually married. And I was just like, so, you know, I don't want to get pregnant yet. And the pill's been effective so far. But, like, I'm just kind of curious, like, what happened with, with you? Like, because mm-hmm. I don't want to make the same mistake. Like, did you just not take the pill at the same time? Were you using condoms and they broke? Were you using the pullout method? Were you using nothing? Like, mm-hmm. What was it? And she was like, I am, no, no, I don't want to have this conversation. I was like, I'm not trying to ask, like, what position you were doing when you got knocked up. I'm just simply asking, like, were you using protection? Did it fail? What do I need to do differently? Uh-huh. And she was like, I'm just, I just can't, I just, I'm not, nope, nope, not having this talk. Uh-huh. I was like, I don't want to get knocked up. That's all I'm asking about. Like, I'm not ready for this yet. And yeah. she just, she refused to have the conversation with me because it was about her sex life, I guess. Wow. That's... Although... These are the same parents who my dad still to this day has like sex books, like Kama Sutra on his nightstand. Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff in their closet that I've seen before that I wish I hadn't seen. Uh, like same. Yeah. They are sexual beings. I know my parents still have sex. Yeah. They've, they don't really talk about it with me. though. No, that's all. That's like generational. I think I, I'm it's generational because my parents were the same way. And my parents, like, had the healthiest sex life. I, like, the fact that I know that, right? Like, I am almost certain my parents had still have sex, like, oh, every day. Oh, mine do, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I am most certain of that. Um, and There's s- no way my mom has put up with my dad's bullshit for 40 <laughs> years without getting laid consistently. Oh, There's no same, way. Same, same. <laughs> like, just, like, the mental torture, like, <sighs> I mean, I don't want to know about... Pops laying the pipe, but right. 
something's there they have something that works for them exactly <laughs> there we go that's all we need to know right again yeah. that they that whatever they do is healthy and they love each other and that they're still doing it yeah but no we didn't talk about sex in my house when we when we talked about sex at my my house it was don't do it mm-hmm. yep don't do it don't do it don't do it don't do it um and so I have my little brother is 14 years younger than I am mm-hmm and so ever since he was in and Garden City, which is where I'm from, has a super high teen pregnancy rate, mm-hmm. like super, like highest in the nation mm. oh, at wow. one point in the, the last 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, and so I um, since my little brother was in fifth grade, I would I would repeat these lines to him. I was like, we call him Teeter. I was like, Teeter, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just telling you to really think about it before you have sex. And when you do, always wear a condom. Good big sis. And I remember the first time I said it to him, like, it was hard for me to say it to him because I was like a teenager, I think, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> um, no, I was in my early 20s. Um, but I was like in my early 20s, like having this conversation with a fifth grader. And then like he was so red. He blushed. He was probably so embarrassed. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this. Yeah. And every time I saw him after that, like every time I was home, I would say that to him. Um, so much so that when he was in high school, I remember I was like, Teeter, I'm not saying not to do it. And he's like, I know, I know. Always wear a condom. And I was just like, yes, yes, I did it. Good. That was all I, that was it. You know, studies show that teens having good communication levels with their parents Mm -hmm. is one of the best factors in preventing teen pregnancy and STIs because it enables that teen to feel comfortable enough to have conversations with their partner. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the best way to prevent teen pregnancy and STIs is for a boy to have, especially his mother, but especially an older woman figure in his life who is giving him factual information about Mm -hmm. sex who is encouraging him to use protection because then he is more likely to go on with his first, very first partner, and from then on, always talk about STI and pregnancy prevention. Mm -hmm. So you, big sis, fulfilled a role that was much needed for him. So good job. Good job. Thanks. It just takes one, one person in a teen's life to talk to them about these things to reduce the pregnancy rate Mm -hmm. and their STI rates. So... Yeah. Nicely done. Thanks. Same sex. <laughs> That's All right. About it. I I didn't have anybody in my life talking to me about safe sex, but I still other than like the teachers and stuff, but uh-huh. I still before I had sex for the first time made sure that I had condoms yeah. and god that was a hell of a time hiding them in my house. <laughs> I was 18. Uh-huh. I made at least made it to 18. But yeah, I was so scared of hiding them in my house because it was like don't do it, don't do it, don't yeah. do it. It was never the if you're going to do it, protect yourself, be smart about it. Uh-huh. I was so worried about what would happen if my parents found out I was having sex. Yeah, right? Like I would get disowned or Just whatever. the disappointment. Mm-hmm. God, the thing I hated most as a teenager was disappointing my mother. Mm-hmm. Not so much my dad. I didn't really give a shit about my dad. I had disappointed so much at that point it felt like. But my mm-hmm. mom, she'd get this look. Moms get that look, right? Uh-huh. Where you just, you know, like... I fucked up. Like, I broke her heart. I disappointed her. She's sad. She's mad. She's all of the things right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I would have gotten from her. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. And I suppose ultimately it would have been a little bit of, like, she just didn't want me to end up 
you know, pregnant, not married, and mm-hmm. young. Yeah. Well, you know, she was 28 when she got pregnant. So that was the thing that killed me about my whole family drama. She was a fucking adult. This wow. wasn't like a 17-year-old girl that got uh-huh. knocked up. 28-year-old woman with a, you know. Are they very religious? Um, My grandpa was a deacon in the church. Yeah. Oh, okay. Once I was, I mean, I was, I was around. I was a teenager once he was ordained as a deacon. But they mm-hmm. had always been very, very active in church. So their whole adult lives. So, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was just a little bit of embarrassment in a small town. Uh-huh. Like, everybody knows everybody's business. And, you know, yeah. Mexico, Missouri. How big is Garden City? Um, 35,000. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Mexico's less than that. Mexico's uh-huh. like, I think, eleven to 12,000 at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah, super small. Yeah. So. so, yeah, everybody knows everybody's business. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, yeah, I just wish that parents – maybe that's just up to us, like – I mean, I don't plan on having children, but mm-hmm. I plan on being a good influence on like my cousin's kids or if I have nieces and nephews one day about being like cousin or Aunt Kristen's the one that we can go to and talk to about stuff. And Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, same. Like I want my anybody to come talk to me about anything, <laughs> but specifically for my my younger, like my niece and my nephews, mm-hmm. for sure. They need people like us around, like getting factual information. That's the whole problem is that there's not a lot of people out there in the real world disseminating factual information. Mm-hmm. So we need more of that. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. I do want to go a little bit back to some of like your online dating experiences yeah, yeah, because again, part of what I want to do is like tell some of these people out there like, Hey, don't do these things. Like if you're yeah. doing these things or, you know, friends that are doing these things, please tell uh-huh. them to stop. So what are some of the, what are some of the things that you see on like dating profiles that make you just, and I'm not just talking about like the picture, like it's, mm-hmm. even if there's like the attraction and you look and you have something that you're like, okay, cause that's, let's be real on dating apps. It is the first thing is that we're looking for is a superficial attraction. Yeah. So even if that's there, when you start looking at a profile, because mm-hmm. I kind of just been going through this today, I was swiping today. What are some of the things that you see that you're like, oh, Jesus, no, you're a uh, creep or you're a jerk or you're whatever. Um, specifically in the bio, mm-hmm. uh, specifically in the bio, no bio. <laughs> yeah. No bio. Um, yeah, if you can't take the time to write something about yourself. Yes. Uh, Whatever you're going to put into our stuff here. Do you know what I'm not into? Mm. No kids, never married. Especially when it's the first sentence. Because even though I've got no kids and I've been married, like, I don't know, just, yeah, it's kind of a turnoff. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care. If you, oh, hold on. If I cared about you having kids, like, that would be something that would be denoted by like a, a self-select, right? Like have kids, don't want any more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole like never married, like being divorced isn't bad. So right. I don't care, right? So that that like turns me off. Just the fact that somebody's like no kids, never married. I think to myself, okay, that's what you... Well, because you're divorced. Do you mm-hmm. put on there that you're divorced? No. Me either. Here's the thing. I've been divorced five years now. Yeah. Same I literally forget that I was married. <laughs> <laughs> I legit forget that I was married. I wish I could forget I was married, but you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been divorced four and a half years, four years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like, I feel like I don't even need to say that I'm divorced. I feel like I just need to say I'm single. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I'm like filling shit out, I, I always look for single and then it says divorce and I'm like, what the? Is Especially this, like, what does that fucking matter on certain paperwork where they have married, single, divorce? Yeah. Like, is it widow. a fucking scarlet letter? I feel like it's a fucking scarlet letter. And you know what? I didn't have any fucking kids. We didn't buy a house. We didn't even buy, like, we bought a car together that I ended up paying off. Like, we broke up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, like, if I was wearing scarlet letters, I'd be wearing two Ds. I've already got two Ds on my chest. So, you know, <laughs> I don't need other double, more double Ds. But, yeah, I kind of felt like after my second divorce, there was that little bit of, like, what am I going to say on profiles? Like, Who's going to want me now if I say I'm twice divorced? And I was like, yeah. I don't even have to say I'm twice. I don't even have to say I'm divorced at all. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of hit me like, I don't need to divulge that. Exactly. We can talk about that on a date. Exactly. And you know what? We can talk about it after we've had multiple dates. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to, sh- to share intimate details about my life with you. Like, or if you ask me on the first date, I'm going to tell you. You know, um, if you ask me, I will tell you. And beyond that, that's like privileged information mm-hmm. that you get to have once you have proven yourself to be worthy of having that information. That's the way I view Good it. Call. So. Good call. Good mm-hmm. call. So yeah, so that turns me off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, no bio, no kids, no, um, never married. Um, anything that's like in reference to their dick. <laughs> Any any innuendo of any yeah. way, yeah. in any way, not into it. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, what? I've got a big dot, dot, dot truck. Yeah. I've seen that before. I'm just like, mm, uh-huh. no. Yeah. I'm not into that either. <laughs> Those sorts of things? Uh, yeah. I mean, some profiles are pretty obvious when they're like, I'm into big booty hoes. I've seen that before. Um, or pogs. Fat ass white girls. Oh, really? I didn't know. That. I had the Urban Dictionary that. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, okay, mm-hmm. first time I've heard of that. Yeah. Learning new things. Um, shit, I had something that I was like totally not into. I, I distracted you. It's okay. Um, oh, well, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. Sorry. <laughs> what about you? What do you, what are. I, okay, so I did a little social experiment today uh-huh. because people keep telling me that I could get so many clients off these dating apps like there's so many bad profiles on there why don't you just try and help these guys I'm like these guys don't want my help trust me and people like oh come on come on come on so today I just got a wild hair up my ass because I had some time this afternoon between when I went got a massage and a facial and then (laughs) was recording with you so I was like well just fuck around on Bumble a little bit and there were just so many bad profiles so many but then there was a couple I was like okay this one okay these these could just be modified slightly Mm mm-hmm and like one of them was all he was saying, you could tell it's just like, I am putting all my damage out there to the world. It was, I almost need to pull this profile up uh-huh. and like read some of it too. Unless, unless he's deleted me because we then had, had an exchange and he might've deleted me. Oh, he didn't delete me yet. Okay, cool, 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 cool. His, his thing on his picture here uh-huh. says, and this is on Bumble, um, bullshit detector at get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> and his next line is, there, there, and there. Like the differences uh-huh, uh-huh. between the three. Um, been single two and a half years looking for someone to do daty stuff with. Dating is dumb, but how else do we meet? People are selfish and don't take time for others. Please, Whoa. All the tacos. But please be active and in shape. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
Um, it will get along well if one, you're not an asshole. Two, you make time to hang out. And three, you don't use snap filters more than your real face. But then he talks about how he's most grateful for, for his enormous, ah, here's one you don't like. My enormous dot, dot, dot sense of humor. So you know exactly what he's inferring with that. I mean, so we're both out on this fucker. (laughs) I mean, if the rest of that shit hadn't like, right? So to me, that is somebody who's just putting all of their damage out there. Like that they're, we are all over shitty people. We are all over the fact that this has become like our way of life of modern dating is that it's digital. Okay, a lot of us are just kind of either, you know, at a place of acceptance or we're at a place of like, we fucking hate it. But if you hate it, don't do it. If you hate it, don't put it out there for the world. Like either make the best of the scenario or don't do it. It's kind of how I feel, you know? Yeah. So I reached out to him. <laughs> Please don't. And I said like, I'm not an asshole, but I have some suggestions. So he was saying like, you know, we'll get along well if you're not an asshole. He said, well, let's hear him. I said, you look handsome and kind from your pictures. Because his picture's okay, I can't handle But yeah. um, is that how you think your friends would describe you too? And I'm looking for a yes here. Because when I read your profile, I get the sense that you've dealt with some assholes just like everyone else. But what you've got on your page is all about what you don't want. Have uh-huh. you considered deleting all that negativity and start talking about what you do want? Yes. And he's like, I appreciate that, but I've tried that with my profile too and had the same result. And like, you know, there's a little bit of back and forth. He's like, clearly you didn't swipe because you're interested. I was like, well, I was pretty straightforward Uh and said, I've got some suggestions. He's like, thanks. Good luck in your search. I figured he'd delete me at that point, but he didn't. Um, I thought that was great. I thought that you communicated that really well. Thank you. So he at least didn't come back and like say fuck you or call me names and uh-huh. stuff, but he kind of gave me the gentle blow off for sure. But still, I mean, that's fine. I hope I hope he makes some changes. Another guy I reached out to, and and I don't know what he'll respond with, but I was just like, well, I made some suggestions, and he goes, what what do I owe you for the consultation? Uh-huh. And I said, change your profile for two months, see what kind of reactions you get and uh-huh. then message me back and let me just give me some feedback about what I suggested for you because I gave him like specifics yeah. about his pictures what he needs to put on his profile what he needs to modify and he was like okay what do I owe you I'm like seriously just change it for two months and then come back and tell me what you think I've literally thought about doing that like consulting for like um I had this business plan idea of, it was called the curated life and ah um it was about how you like essentially curate your life, right? Like you design every aspect of your life. And one of them was like curating your Tinder profile, curating your online dating profile because here we go. Tips. (laughs) Um, Because let me take a step back. I am very interested in aesthetics and design, right? Mm -hmm. Because aesthetics and design and just like on on dating apps, the image speaks before anything else. Yes. Right? Design. Like, if you have a, a bad opening profile picture, I'm swiping left. Mm-hmm. Like, if you took a picture of yourself in the car, I'm swiping left. <laughs> if you took, if it's a selfie in a mirror, I'm swiping left. It's if, if it's a group of people and I don't know which one you are, I'm swiping left. Yep. Like, th- these are, like, instant things, you know, um... For me personally, hunting pictures. Oh yeah, I don't. You know, do I won't do yeah. hunting pictures. Um, also, um, majorly into sports. I'm not into it either. 
Oh yeah, when every picture is them in a different jersey or they're at a sports bar, uh-huh. like with their friends and their beers. There's a lot of that. Yeah, and <laughs> I know that there are like women out there who are into it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not one of them. Yep. So, um, anyway, so so I'm really into aesthetics and like how you show up, right? Because I think that that your image speaks first. Um, and so. Like the curated thought, the curated yeah, thing. the curated life. Anyway, so, so I think you do that with all aspects of life, right? You show up how you want to be viewed, like um, it's emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. like how you, how you, your first impression, um, you know, like if you're, then your second impression is going to be what you say, and what you do. So make sure that your bio is showing up how you want to show up. Yes, like. I'm sorry, but I don't want to show up somewhere and be like, I'm the bullshit detector. Right? At- <laughs> I'm glad you're not an asshole. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm here because you seem cool. Like, yeah. yeah. Great party. Like, is that, you is guys that- aren't dicks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that the kind of person he's going to be in person? Because that's not the kind of person I want to sit around and hang out with. Uh-huh. Like, it's just chock full of negativity and just tell me what they don't want in life. Yeah. Anyone that's just telling you what they don't want in life is like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Because you, you've done nothing but, like, exclude things, but you've done nothing to actually narrow my scope and make it easier on uh-huh. me to figure out, like, what you're looking for and if I'm that thing. Yeah. and Or you if sh- I want to be that thing. And usually... But right when- now, I don't want to be that thing. <laughs> really? And usually when they're talking about what they don't want, it's a very long list. Like, mm-hmm. what you do want is probably a shorter list, so let's start with a shorter list. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, let's get straight to the point. Yeah. With everything. Like... With your aesthetics, straight to the point, this is what you get. Um, with your bio, straight to the point, this is what you get. However you want to show up, the impression that you want to leave people with every day should be the the intention with which you write your online dating profile bio. Agreed. Agreed. So, wow. I'm going to take that advice myself because I can be pretty <laughs> aggressive in mine. <laughs> Uh, I'm always telling people focus on the positives like (laughs) even if it's something like if you don't want someone that's a Trump supporter that's perfectly valid Mm -hmm. but instead of saying swipe left if you voted for Trump you can say swipe right if you're ready for a change in 2020 or swipe right if you're ready to support like you know like you can find a way to like talk about the positives of like anybody saying in 2020 Mm -hmm. you know there's ways to do anything that's the positive spin Mm-hmm. so yes and yes and yes yeah. and that's right so I suppose there's also the argument could be made of don't you just want negative people to be negative so you can rule them out it's like well yeah but I don't want anyone walking around in life carrying the burden of negativity yeah. like I feel like anybody can move themselves out of that position in life of negativity into positivity mm-hmm. so if if I can try to be that person's like hey you don't have to be like that. Yeah. I don't think that negativity has to be a permanent place of residence. Oh, agreed. 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 And people can change. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. People can change. People are absolutely capable of change. Yes. yes. Maybe slow and maybe on their own time, but Definitely. Yeah. With, um, like, deliberate intention and active application, like, anybody can change for sure. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I agree completely yeah. with that. Um, and also along those lines, like somebody once told me this because I was, it was a, I was 
when I first started online dating about five years ago, um, I went out with this guy and, and I remember like, he was so nice, but then he was also an asshole. Mm. <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with my friend and I was like, I don't know if he's an asshole that's sometimes a nice guy or if he's a nice guy that's sometimes an asshole. And I was like talking to my friend about it and she was like, no, he's an asshole that's sometimes a nice guy. I was like, how do you know though? And she, I was like, why would he just not be an asshole all the time? She's like, because assholes have to be nice guys sometimes for people to like them enough to be around them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. You can't be an asshole 100% of the time. Or you'll so. be like, alone. Yeah. yeah. You got to almost show this to those little, because then people have hope for you. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, well, he can be so nice. He just has these times where he's, yeah, that was one of my guys I was seeing. He admitted, he's like, sometimes I get, I'm like, what's your thing? What's, what's, what's going on? Why? And he's like, sometimes I get drunk and I say mean things. And, I, and then I can't take them back and, you know, I burn bridges. I was like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Well, I mean, at least you're aware enough of that. But what are you doing to, like, change your behavior? Yeah. Are you drinking less? Are you learning to, like, remove yourself from a situation when you're angry? Well, he's like, no, I just, I guess I just, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you... Or learn to communicate your feelings yeah, when you're sober yes. so that they don't come out angry and drunk. Yeah, I was like, wow, you've got some growth to do. Yeah, he's a Scorpio. I can't handle Scorpios anymore. I'm a Scorpio. I can't handle male Scorpios. <laughs> I have lots of female friend Scorpios uh-huh. that I love and adore. Male Scorpios for a dating situation. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I like Virgos and Libras and Tauruses. They get me every time. What are those, what are those Scorpios bring out? Scorpio men seem so selfish. I actually have a cousin that's a Scorpio, and he's uh-huh. the, I love him, and he's the most selfish prick I've ever met in my life because uh-huh. he doesn't give a shit unless it benefits him. Really? And that's just how I – and that's how this other Scorpio too because, like, I'm still friends with him. And, yeah, it's it's only if things benefit him. Really? That's really mm-hmm. interesting. And I had an ex that I dated. He was a Scorpio, and it was, like, all about – yeah, it was all about him. So I've learned to just kind of be like, are you a Scorpio? No, I'm done with you. That's so funny. So in all of my dating experiences, I I don't, like all of my exes, like the the meaningful exes in my life, I only know the sign, one of, the, one of their signs. Um, the rest of them I don't know. Two of them have the same exact birth date. Oh, really? Same date, year. Birth, like day, month, year. Same exact birth date. Okay. Yeah, when uh, when I found out they had the same birthday, I was like, oh, I now thinking now I should probably look into that a little bit more. Uh, but Gemini's, I don't fuck with Gemini Gemini's anymore. <laughs> really, like now. Oh, me used to love a Gemini. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Threesome. gosh. I'm fucking with them every night. Really? I though? think about that every oh time because Gemini's do get. My mom's a Gemini, and I get along with female Gemini's, but male Gemini's, I have a hard time with. Yeah. No, they are. Speak about duality. Oh god. Like two different people. Two, two different people. So the last Libra I dated, I had a hard time because he was so, like, back and forth and, uh, uh-huh. and seeing both sides, and he couldn't make a decision. And then finally, like, finally he made the decision. Uh-huh. And it wasn't what I wanted. But, yeah, like, Libra, I like Libras for the most part, but that gave me a glimpse of, like, oh, that's hard for me because I'm very decisive. Like, once uh-huh. I've made my What's decision, I'm a Capricorn. Okay. Once I've made my decision, like, I'll weigh it out for a long time, but, like, uh-huh. once I made the decision, like, it's my decision. That's it. There's no taking it back. Do you have siblings? Nope. Okay. Only child. Okay. I do a reading for everybody at the end of my show, so if you want to cut that deck. I will. 
fantastic. These are beautiful cards. Oh, just wait till you see them. So this is my erotic tarot deck. We got the four of earth. So will you describe to the listeners what you've got there on the four of earth? Okay. I have a, it's a scene. Oh. Look kind of hot. It is hot. So it's a scene, maybe a party, and there is a woman crawling toward a man very seductively. She looks really great, by the way. Um, And somehow she's managed to get her clothes off, most of them off. But she's, like, grabbing for this man, and she, like, grabbed his pants, and he's, like, jumping back, and everyone's Mm. like, oh. Um, It's like maybe she was the dancer the entertainment there in the middle and now she's like oh yeah trying to get some audience participation or something it really so you would think it may be that way but this actually looks more like um like unexpected Mm. like she's interrupting something gotcha Mm -hmm. well the earth suit is about well, it's the suit of pentacles if mm-hmm. you're in a normal deck, um, which is all about your coin. Uh, it's also about the sense of touch in the physical and material sphere. The earth governs the body and our knowledge of it and also the instincts and sensations which this knowledge brings about. It's also the relationship with the self and one's inner being, which, by the way, I love your Instagram because you're always posting such like positive and yeah, like... Thanks life-affirming things about growth and energy and and I love it so um speaks to my heart so the four is about luxury thrift but also egoism um it's about the sun and Capricorn and the need to live intensely and in an ambitious manner I think with what you're doing in life you're doing some pretty cool big things she and I talked off air at the very beginning about mm-hmm. like what, what Carla gets to go out and do in the world. And she's got, she's got a pretty cool job where she has to go out and talk about um, kind of like strategy and helping companies do the best things for their employees and their customers. And I don't know. I think maybe in a, in a capacity that talks about like some of the things that you want to do in the world. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, I have big ambitions. Mm-hmm. I was talking about kind of next steps that I want to do in my, that I want to take in my career. And they're big, they're ambitious, and they are definitely, um, sometimes I have to stop myself and wonder, like, is this something that I really, really want? Or is it, is it my ego that's Mm. driving this? Is Mm -hmm. it my ego that's like, you want this big thing because you want big things? You know, or is it like, so what, so what's wrong with big things? And when you say big things, do you mean mm-hmm. like big house, big car, big vacations? Or do you mean like, like big dreams? Big, yeah. Big. I mean like money is just about energy, mm-hmm. right? And when yeah. you, when you get better and better in your career, you get more and more money. Yeah. Money is just an exchange of energy. And then it's about what you do with that energy afterwards. Do you take care of other people in your life that you love? Do you take mm-hmm. care of yourself? Um, are you taking care of the world around you and, and, and being, you know, a, ph- a philanthropist or, uh-huh. or doing something? It's, it's more about like, how do you then use that energy in the world? Yeah. Or do you hoard it for yourself? So I think it's big dreams. Big dreams are required of us. Yeah. You know, and not many people have the gumption to go out and actually like put things into action. So I think you do though. 
Thank you. Thanks. I, I think you're going to do that. cool things in the world. Thanks. So I want to tell a quick story about Carla before we, we go here. First time I met Carla, she was dropping off a friend of hers for a date for her, her he and I. Uh-huh. But he and I had not met in person yet. So I literally talked to you in person before I ever got to meet him. <laughs> but like I got I got out of my car and I guess they had made the exchange of like, oh, that's my date. You know, she's here. And you you creep up towards me and you put your window down. And you're like, it wasn't a date. I was just dropping him off. We just hit, he's my best friend. And we just went and had brunch. And I just kind of like laugh. I was like, oh, okay. Like uh-huh. I totally would not have even questioned it. Because he probably would have been like, oh, it's just my friend. And I totally wouldn't have like had a second thought about it uh-huh. like I never said anything to him about that and then he said later that you repeated that story and then he's like oh she never said anything You're like I like her because <laughs> I just I had no qualms whatsoever about him having a, a female friendship whatsoever but I was just like that's a cool friend too uh-huh. to like watch your boys back and make sure that like his date knows like yo it's all good <laughs> yeah yeah for sure because like I want to be the what the best wing woman ever you yeah. know um and yeah that is my best friend so I was like not not what it looks like right. you were a great wing woman that yeah day. You did but then fine and but he, it also gave him a little bit of social capital because I was like oh he's got cool friends <laughs> and pretty friends oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> but yeah and I remember telling him the story and he was like oh she never mentioned anything I was like dope that's really cool that's really cool because I that let me know that you were like oh I don't care um yeah and there was no question in them. yeah like you know, that's my best friend. Um, and I know that like, if I were in a relationship and whoever I was in a relationship was, was like, that, that can't be your best friend anymore. You can't be best friends with, mm-hmm. with him anymore. I'd be like, I can't be with you anymore. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 So. Folks, if you are putting any parameters on your significant others by telling them who they can and cannot be friends with, that's a big no. Mm-hmm. And folks, if you've had a significant other tell you, you should not be friends with someone who is a good friend yeah. that you love and adore, that you've got trust and respect with and all like a genuinely good friendship with. If anyone's telling you, you shouldn't be friends with that person, ditch them Yeah, for real. For sure. Call me if you need help with that because... Yeah, nobody in your dating life should be telling you who you can and cannot be friends with if that is a genuine friendship that you truly value and oh, for all sure. those things. And if you are so insecure with your person's friendships, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. what are their other Especially if they're you? opposite sex. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. even for my homosexual friends, I've had sometimes where, like, they've been like, they don't want me to be friends with this guy because whatever he either you know is flirty or is well known mm-hmm, or he's mm-hmm. charismatic and he's the things like yeah there's there's a lot of folks out there that like to try to um play out their insecurities yeah. on their partners by putting parameters on who they can and can't be friends with so not cool no not at all no i was happy to see he had beautiful friends because mm-hmm. i was like i like you know like and, and friendly people too i like friendly beautiful people who are out there doing beautiful things in the world so thanks, thanks. i'm not so shallow to say i only like pretty people i'm just saying like yeah. you're a beautiful human being thank so, you yeah. thanks very much i've like i've really enjoyed my i've really enjoyed the last few conversations we've had Kristen. Thanks. well thank you i appreciate that thanks for having me. thanks for being on yeah Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we discussed in the episode. 
You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my not safe for work email list called the dirty bird. If you want more content about sex and relationships, you can support said content like my work with this podcast and other forms of media by visiting listener support with anchor FM or visit patreon.com to become one of my patrons. Again, check the show notes. I have links for you there. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.